0: The Counterfeit God, A History of Corpus by Avon Ver Verunt. There are those historians who like to look back after events after they've transpired and state how they would have done things differently. They presume the privilege of being able to look at an individual's choices and actions and diagnose perfectly what they did wrong. Worse still, argue how, if it was them in their place, crisis could have been averted. This is always misguided. We cannot weigh an individual's actions against the broader forces of history. It is tempting, when we follow Wilter's journey, to fall into this same trap. To ask how events would have been different if she had been the one who entered eulogy instead of her allies. To ask whether the disaster that met Senya could have been stopped. But to do this is to ignore all of the different forces already in play. It is to ignore the splintered breath, that group of renegade snarls already planning their audacious robbery of the monk's library willing to risk everything to find a trace of their absent profit. It is to ignore those opposing them, snarl hunters of the conclave of Sima, who would let the whole library burn if it meant that they caught their quarry. It is to ignore, too, the ambition of the monk's supposed allies, the satrapy of Phaetra, who, fearing the conclave's interference, moved to reaffirm the loyalty of the revenant chorus by whatever means that would take. In the face of that, what difference would Vilter's presence have made? As the wolves circled, what could the still-recovering weaver have done to protect the monks from their fangs? Welcome to These Flimsy Rituals, a narrative-first role-playing podcast focused on telling small stories in big worlds. Joining me today is Steve Martin.
1: Hey, I'm Steve, and I'm on Twitter at purple underscore Steve. Frin Henderson.
2: Hi, I'm Thryn, and I'm on Twitter at Therrin.
1: Ryan Evans.
3: Hey, I'm Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at brainxray. And Elizabeth Simones. <laughs>
4: Hi, I'm Elizabeth, and you can find me on Twitter at CSilfGames.
0: What was that, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> you, said, you said sound different.
4: I tried really hard not to laugh.
0: Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Antti Dixon and you can follow the show on Twitter at Flimsy Rituals. So, shall we start where we left off? The scene as I remember it? Everyone is asleep inside the house of Tillabracht. Tillabracht being the Okant trainer who owns, like, this piece of land, who you met while on the camping trip, and who kind of took you in and, like, uh, fed you a meal. Everyone's asleep, that is, apart from Belka, who is using, like, everyone else not paying attention, or, like, using everyone else sleeping to... To find out more about Tilla and find out more about like what had been going on in this place, I think like all of your suspicions had kind of been raised for a couple of reasons. Like the place seemed like a lot bigger than it should have been just for Tilla, and there seemed to be like some strangeness to Tilla themselves and how they acted. And I think Belka just sort of seen or like which kind of revealed some of Tilla's history and Tilla's history with allison who was their former partner who had died and then i think it was revealed that like Tilla had made a deal with the monks to forget some of that grief and had kind of been living in this sort of home which had become like their own trap in some ways i think the thing that belka saw after that was that recently those monks um alongside uh, what looked to be some soldiers, had been putting more and more pressure on Tilla to give up more of their memories. And just as Belka saw that, there was a knock at the door. What do people do?
3: Like, is it like a, a loud banging on the door, or just a knock?
0: Yeah, I imagine this is quite a loud knock. I think actually what happens is there's a loud knock, and a voice outside says, this is Captain Aloma Labrensis of the Satrapy of Fertre, representing the Revenant Chorus. Tiller Bracht, you will open your door and come with us.
3: Is there any sign of, sign of Tiller at this point as we're waking up?
0: Yeah, I think Tiller's sleeping in the same room as you, so I imagine you all, like, it's loud enough for you all to wake up, and I imagine Belka has, like, the first chance to react to this, but... Yeah.
2: Belka's standing in front of the door, arms spread out, blocking it so no one can open it.
0: Are you opening it yourself?
2: No. No one's opening this door.
0: <laughs> Tilla kind of, like, unfurls themselves from a sleeping bag and kind of, like, stands up and begins to, like, put on their clothes and, like, looks at Belka and goes, Belka, it's okay, you can, you can open it. And you see Tilla, like, run their hands through, like, this green oxalis hair they've got. Like, all of the leaves are kind of retracted in and, like, there's a nervousness about them and they kind of start walking to the door. And as they do them, um, the voice from outside repeats again. This is Captain Aloma Labrensis of the Satrapy of Fairtre, representing the Revenant Chorus. Tillabracht, you will open this door. You and the people you are harbouring will come with us. Th-
2: this this is Belka. Representing Tilla Bracht and go away. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you.
0: You will open the store now.
4: No, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to quickly take... There's a, There's a small little room off of this room, right? Yes, yeah. I'm going to take Corin and Fenrir and go into the small room off of this room okay. to hide. I imagine,
0: like, yeah, I think as you open it, you notice that the handle is, like, particularly dusty, and when, when you open a door, it's, like, very, very dark inside. But are you okay. going in? Yes. Okay.
1: Uh, Briss? Um, as soon as she woke up, Briss has sort of scrabbled, reached for her sword, um, and she looks over, like as soon as she's got that sorted out, she looks over her shoulder to where Corin is and realizes Chala's already sorting him out. So sort of forgets about him and uh, moves towards the wall to stand with her back to the wall by the door, like, okay. off to one side.
0: And Vens, uh, what what are you doing at the minute? If you woken up?
3: Yeah, I think Vens is woken up. He's just trying to decide what to do. I think. I think Vens wants to like do a little threaten. I think if you try and get them to back down.
0: Okay, uh, what? How are you going about? Are you waiting till the doors open, or are you going to just say it now?
3: I think Vens sort of gets up out of his sleeping bag and just loudly projects to the to the people outside. These people are under protection of a snarl. If you do not back down, be forced to do something about it.
2: <laughs> oh, I'll do something.
0: Uh, do you want to make a roll? I think that is uh, show strength. I, I think it's probably manipulate. Like show strength is probably like. Well, I guess it, it's your decision. Show strength is like you're literally prepared to do something. Like there is the threat of physical violence, and you're got, you're prepared to carry it through, which. I don't like. Correct me if I'm wrong. I I don't think vent is there yet.
3: No, not yeah, yeah. Manipulate sounds nicer. Um, I think we're all a bit scared right now because we don't know what's going on. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> and what is your scared? Uh oh. My scared is plus two, and I still managed to roll a six. Oh.
0: Okay, so um, when you try. To convince an NPC to do something you want, roll. On a hit, they do it, and choose one. On a seven to nine, choose two. Uh, You roll a miss, unless anyone wants to spend a bond in some way.
2: Yeah, I I think Belka is on Ven's side here, so I am happy to use a bond on Vens.
0: How are they helping?
2: (laughs) Just gonna jingle their whole head around to make loads of, like, scary noise.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What does that sound like? Awful. <laughs> like this weird cacophony of bells and
2: Yeah. Okay I thought
3: you but I thought Belka was gonna be like Venz's mini cheerleader then, like stood behind him like,
0: yeah, you heard. You
2: did him, boss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, um so on a hit they do it and choose choose two because you're a seven to nine. Okay. So the options are you owe them tribute, you're going to need to give them something up front. You need to do a favour first. You need to give a piece of yourself, body, or spirit. So I guess the question is, what, what, what is it that you want from them at the minute?
3: I think I'd like them to back down and either explain why they're there or to, you know, leave us alone.
0: Okay, yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts about which options?
3: I think it will probably be something along the lines of Needing to do a favour first for them, you know. I feel like there'll be some sort of a, a compromise, like they say, stand down or something. I don't know along those lines. Okay. Um. And then, I guess I'll owe them tribute for complying.
0: Okay. So, so what was your line again? It was.
3: I, I'm a big bad snarl. And you need to stop doing these nasty things. We have
0: direct orders from the monks of Eulogy, co-signed by the emissary Torsol Calx, to bring in Tillerbrecht and a representative from the group of refugees that moves through Eulogy. If you say that you are their representative, you can come with us. The rest of your people can stay to join you at a later date or stay on this property. I, I don't care. I just need to bring two people in with me.
3: I think Vens thinks for a moment and I think he just bows his head and, you know, realises that he, he should go.
2: Well, good luck because Belka's still in the doorway.
0: <laughs> I think Tilla just kind of, like, puts an arm on you and says, it's it's, it's okay.
2: No. No, it's not. It's not okay. They They can't. They can't take that. That's not... It's not fine. That's not fine. Oh, they've got orders. Okay, I'll just... No!
0: Tilla, like, looks at you and goes, they can't take what?
2: They can't take more from you. It's not... It's not right. You can't change it. You can't take sadness. It's not... It's not right.
0: I think Tilla, like, like, is taken aback for a minute, because obviously they don't know what you've seen and then like Mm. look at you and go don't worry I won't let them
2: how would you remember
0: (laughs) Tilla just kind of like laughs and goes you don't remember but you can always tell when there's a gap please you if it helps you can come
2: yeah I think Belka kind of gestures around everything and goes it's all this is all gaps it's not they shouldn't be I'm coming with you and then, kind of crosses their arms and moves aside, but they are very sulky.
0: <laughs> um, I think, um, yeah. Tilla opens the door into the night, and outside are the, I think, three soldiers. Um, they're all kind of stood there. I think, I think just to give like a brief description, um, they're wearing kind of like breastplates and tall bristled helmets uh, that seem to be made of like some kind of ceramic material. Um, And I think they're also carrying halberds that seem to be made of the same thing, and I think you can see that the halberds seem to connect to, like, they have, like, clay braces and they're connected to that as well. And in terms of, like, colours, they're wearing quite a lot of purple, including, like, purple capes. And I think there's, like, a regalness to what they're wearing, but it also looks a little bit hand-me-down. Like, there's something a bit shabby about everything, as if it's just been passed along for too long. And there is one person who is is stood at the centre, and like I think just by like the, the styling of the helmet, you can tell that this is Captain Aloma, uh, Captain Aloma Labrensis. and I think he's sort of like a man of average height, and it, and you can see under the helmet, he's got like a I think like a pencil moustache, and he looks till up and down, and I get a uh, are you heading outside at the same
3: time? I think just before Vens goes outside. Um... I think he turns to Briss and says,
1: "Can you get the others back to the caravan?" Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, just what what was all that about? Like pointing at uh, Belka and Tilla. What what were they talking about? You know as much as I do right now. <laughs> I there's, there's something weird about this place. I mean, Belka's being weirder than usual.
0: <laughs> also. Bris, do you actually know that
1: Vens is a unraveling or a snarl? I think uh, that's that's a really good question. Like, um, I, I don't think she's massively surprised. I think she she probably has a, a bit of an idea there's something. And and the fact that he talked to her about Corin and talked yeah. about Corin's potential, um, I think that probably gave something away. So, but like seeing him use it out loud and sort of declare it like that is a bit of a shock. Yeah, I can
3: imagine. I think it's probably a bit more authoritative than Vens has been up until now. Mm.
2: I feel kind of sorry for Briss, who's been woken up in the middle of the night to find her whole world turns upside down. It's <laughs> like doddery old Uncle Vens has just announced he's a powerful wizard and like Belka the village fool is about to just take down some rando-armoured man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, she, she's kind of standing there with one hand on her sword this whole time. Like, looking back and forth between everyone having this conversation about God only knows what. Um, I think she's going to step up to the door behind um, Belka and Antilla. You, she n- nods towards the uh, the captain, you seem to know a lot about our caravan. Have you met them? Have you seen them in the last couple of days? We've not met them, but we knew they were in the region. As far as I'm aware, they're safe. And you mean them no harm? As they pass through. I think
0: Oima just says, if they do nothing untoward, they'll be fine. And if you want to read them, then...
1: Yeah, very much so. Um, Briss isn't very good with people, but she's still going to try and figure out if they're telling the truth. And how is
0: Briss feeling right now?
1: Um, a little bit confused, but she's got a sword and these people only seem to present a physical danger. So she's feeling kind of powerful, because that's not really an issue, I think. Okay.
0: Oh, that's a 12. Wow. No, I mean, that's a 14. That's a 14.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chris is feeling powerful, I guess. Yes, I guess so. With a, with her all like that, I think she's probably taller than this than this dude. And she just kind of walks up to him and makes it very obvious that she's she's the uh the one in charge here.
0: <laughs> okay, so when you read a person and their reactions roll On a 10 plus, hold three. On a 79, hold one. Spend, hold one-to-one. To ask, are they telling the truth? What are they feeling right now? What are their intentions? What do they want from me? What tribute could I offer to get them to blank?
1: I will go for the first three. Are they telling the truth? What are they feeling, and what are their intentions?
0: Um, so I think they're, like, partially telling the truth, in that like they themselves mean like the caravan no harm but like there are maybe two ways in which this is untrue one is that like they are not the only force in eulogy um and i think they can't really control how other people react to you and i think i think there's obviously something in the way that aloma like reacted to vens and i think aloma is like kind of looking nervously at vens and i think like the fact that vens is with you might cause you trouble um, and the second way is that while they maybe don't intend the caravan that much harm, they they might intend Tiller harm. Um, so what was the other questions you wanted to ask? Um, what are they feeling right now? I think it's a mix. I think they started this feeling a bit pompous. Like, I, I think they are a person that gets a lot of joy in being sort of in charge of a situation. And having come at you... Like, I I think they've been watching you for a little while and actually coming at night was kind of intended to put you off guard. But I think right now they're feeling a little bit nervous. Uh, I think they can sense that the situation might not be entirely in their control and they could go south at any given time. They're not entirely sure that they could win a fight here.
1: Um, In that case, I'm. I think they've made their intentions clear, actually. What tribute could I offer to get them to leave us alone?
0: Hmm. That's interesting.
1: Because I've got an idea. I think Briss sort of walks like directly up to him, you know, looking completely in control of the situation, and says, we're headed to eulogy anyway. So why don't you just run on and announce that we're on our way, and we'll meet you there. How does that sound?
0: So in answer to your question, I think the two people they're most interested in here are... Tilla and Belka. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think they seem to be interested in you. They must know that children are with you, but they don't seem particularly concerned about where they are. And despite like Vens putting himself at the center of attention, I don't think they're particularly interested in Vens either. And actually, from the answer to the first question, you you sense that they they kind of worry that Vens might complicate things in ways they can't control. So I think his response is like, our orders are to bring in. Tilla Brecht, and a representative from the caravan moving through Eulogy. Two people, that's all we need, and then we'll let the rest of you be on your way.
2: Does Belka notice that they would be interested in Belka and Tilla?
0: Um, yeah, I can't see why not. I think Briss has made that role.
2: Okay, well then, I think Belka's gonna point at Briss and be like, she's the only one from the caravan. Kind of, you take us all or you take none of us?
0: Oh, so Belka wants everyone to go.
2: Well, I think Belka doesn't want anyone to go. But if they kind of can tell that this dude only wants to take Tilla and Belka, and he's kind of using this two people only as an excuse situation, I think Belka's making it very clear that they are not a representative of Nina. So, guess you can't take me.
1: We've been separated from our people for too long. We need to find them. And then we'll come to eulogy. Two people.
0: You have ten minutes to get ready, and send two representatives with us to eulogy. I don't care who they are, as long as one of them is Tillabrekt. Or what? The two, like, soldiers behind him, who before now have kind of been stood a little bit at ease, like, go on guard. Their halberds are kind of lowered.
3: Vens is very ready to go.
0: Tilla definitely steps forward and is like, "It's it's it's okay, I'll go." No, there's no need for this, and just kind of steps steps beyond Briss.
1: No, you won't. She's just got a big grin on her face, one hand still on the sword, and just kind of plants her feet and staring, you know, eyes locked this person.
0: I I think Tilla like looks at you and goes, "There's no need for violence. This is this is my
3: house." I think Vens turns to them both, turns to Belker and Briss, and just says. Look, it doesn't have to go down like this. I will go. You get back to the caravan and you can come to Eulogy. Take the young ones back to the caravan. Take Belka. I can look after myself for a day.
1: No. We've split up too many times. We've lost too many people. This is it. We're all going back together. We're going to find our people and we're going to go to Eulogy exactly like we planned. They can arrest us when we get there if they want. How
3: is Belka responding?
1: I would actually like to try and
3: demand some action from Belka. Okay. I would like to try and initiate my bond on Belka and get them to see things my way and let me go with them.
0: So when you demand action um, from someone you have a bond with, if they do it, erase one bond for each thing asked.
2: I I think I'm going to have to stand firm. How do I do that? What happens?
0: When you stand firm by refusing a character's demand of action, make a promise to them and roll, adding the number of bonds they have on you. So Vens, did you want to say what, what does this look like in fiction?
3: I think Vens maybe turns to Belkin and just puts his hand on their shoulder and just says, Know that I can take care of myself here. You, you need to get the others back to the, the caravan. You need to take care of yourself and them.
2: So I think, like, Belka is usually fairly friendly with Vens, but I think in this exact situation, their only response would be, like, you don't know. I don't think they would even have stopped looking at these soldiers to, like, face Vens. I think it would just be, you don't know, I'll go with them.
0: So when you stand firm by refusing a character's demand of action, make a promise to them and roll, adding the number of bonds they have on you. So is that your promise, that you'll go instead and look after Tilla?
2: Yeah. I think the promise is probably I won't do anything rash. Okay. Like, I will behave myself, I will calm down, but I'll go.
0: Cool. Um, so you make a roll. How many bonds do you have on Belka, Vence? Just the one.
2: Okay, so if Fence has a bond on me, that's a seven.
0: Okay, so on a seven to nine, they get an additional bond on you. And it's up to you whether or not you keep your promise later. (laughs) Um, Nice.
2: I have good intentions.
0: So Vens now has two bonds on Belka. Vens, are you happy with this? With
3: Belka going? Not one bit.
2: (laughs) Sorry, Vens.
3: You know, I think Vens knows that Belka's abilities are not suited for what might come. Yeah, he's just reluctant to let them go.
0: I think definitely, like the soldiers have heard Belka say that they'll go and are like, "You've got five minutes, you until her meet us outside, and then just kind of step o- step back from the porch."
1: I can't, I can't let you go. I can't let you go on your own. And besides, you're you're hardly a representative of the bloody caravan, are you? W- what What if we never find you again?
3: Well,
2: then you will never have to hear the bells again. And I think Belka just gives Briss like a friendly pat and then goes to get their pack.
0: I think as like Belka leaves till I like, pats you on the arm and's like don't worry I'll keep them safe so let's go back to Charla uh, in the room with Corin and Femra. I think mean, you can kind of take in the room around you and it seems to be a bedroom um, it doesn't seem to have been used in a long time most things are covered in dust um, there is like a double bed uh, against one of the walls like the far wall with like cabinets either side I imagine, like, there's a, like, small, narrow, like, entranceway corridor, and then, like, it opens out to the full room. I imagine, like, all through that corridor and into the room itself is just, like, a load of clutter, like, carvings um, and, and paintings that have been moved in here out of the way. I think Fenrir's eyes take, like, a little bit longer to adjust than yours and Corin's, and kind of, like, looks around and goes, What is this place?
4: I don't know.
0: I think Corin is, like, is touching one of the carvings, like, one of the statues. I think it's a wooden statue. As an audience would see that it's the same statue that Belker saw in their, like, vision last time, so it's, like, a carving of Tilla. I think it's the one that Alison Brecht carved of Tilla for their birthday. Corin says, why would they keep all of this in here? I think also, like, Fenrir, at the same time, has kind of moved over to a bed and goes, why did they sleep outside?
4: I don't know.
0: I guess, like, the question here is, do you pay attention to the room or what's happening outside?
4: How loud is what's happening outside?
0: Um, judging by the way that Aloma talks, probably pretty loud. Like, I think Aloma talks at a constant, like, everything is a pronouncement.
4: (laughs) Oh, good. How pleasant. Yeah. I guess first is looking to see if there's a way out. Or where to hide in the room? Okay.
0: um, I, I, I don't think this is a role. I think in terms of a way out, I think there's a window. Um, I think it's been like shuttered up. And like it kind of lets in. I guess it's not letting in light in a minute because it's night. But like during day it would kind of let in like thin beams across the room. And in terms of places to hide, you could hide behind some of the pictures if you're small enough. Like definitely Fenrir could do that. Um, or, like, the classic under the bed. But other than that, I don't think there are many places to hide.
4: Okay. Well, it doesn't seem like this is going to be a hiding situation. So I guess Charla will just kind of look around and see, are there any books?
0: Is that specifically what you're looking for?
4: Yeah. I imagine if you're looking for memories.
0: Yeah, that would make sense for Charla.
4: Yeah, yeah, there'll be a big book that says everything.
0: <laughs> That's how it works. Okay, Um. so you don't have pay attention to the world around you as a move, right? No. So I think in that case, it's probably a tempt fate.
4: Good. Also, I'm
0: spiked. Okay, what, what are you spiked in? Peaceful. Okay, um, so when you're spiked, you can either roll it in that state at a plus one... And reduce the amount of spikes you've got in that by one until you go down to zero and then you can roll in whatever you like. Or you can roll once at minus two and then be like totally cleared of spikes. It's your choice.
4: Well, I don't think I'm feeling peaceful anymore.
0: What are you feeling?
4: I think probably scared. <laughs> okay. So I guess I will roll at minus two to look for some books. Sure.
0: So you're attempting fate?
4: Yes. Um. Wow. What? That's a one. (laughs) On two dice, that's impressive. I know.
0: So when you attempt fate roll, um, you've not got a hit. So I guess let me think about this one.
4: Failed at library school, I guess. Tilla's never even heard of a book.
0: (laughs) Okay, so I think what happens is you start to look around this room for like a book that will tell you the history of Tilla. I think you look high and low, and you can't really find anything of that kind of nature. I don't think that, like, Tilla keeps books. Um, I don't think you learn this, but I think, like, just to kind of give a little bit of a glance at that, I think the reason is the monks, when they take memories, obviously take them into books. Uh, I think that's one of the things they established, and I don't think Tilla likes to keep books around because of their association with that. I I think, like, you may be looking for a few minutes while this conversation is going on outside, and when you look back round, you notice that the Fenrir has kind of gone quiet, that there may be stood, like, holding a statue that, like, Corin was looking at earlier, and across their hands, where they're holding it, that, like, it seems to have, like, turned into, like, this... Do you like the material of, like, a wasp's nest? Like, that papery material? That seems to be, like, spreading up from their arms up their body.
4: Um, what?
0: I think, uh, like Femra is still okay. Like they, they kind of look at you and like turn to you and go, "It, it it's okay. This, it, it happens."
4: <laughs> <laughs> Does it? Um.
0: L- listen, take take this off me.
4: I don't think. Charla is particularly uh, shocked because lots of things are weird in this world. Um, but yes, quickly goes and takes the statue away. I think Fenrir
0: like backs up and like I don't think he can lay on the bed, but I think he like slumps down in front of it at like the foot of it and kind of like puddles up as this paper as this like material it starts to form over his hands and I think he starts to like pull at it to like form over other bits of his body and kind of coat himself. I think Coyne maybe, like, comes up to-, to Fenrir and, like, touches a bit of him and goes, what, what, what is this? Are you okay? Uh, Fenrir nods and goes, like, I'm okay, I'm, I guess this is how I grow? Although, and, like, kind of, like, looks a little bit guilty and goes, it can take a while.
4: Should we put you on the bed?
0: I think Fenrir, get, like, starts to say, like, I'm okay here, and maybe this is the point where... Where Briss opens the door. Oh, good. Excellent. I guess the question is here, has Belka and uh, Tilla already left?
2: I mean, probably not. The argument we had took a while, and then they gave us five minutes to get ready. Okay. So,
0: so like, Vens and Belka are free to kind of interrupt on this scene any time want. But yeah, Briss, you open the door and you see, like, Charla and Corin just kind of stood over Fenrir, who... Is taking bits of like this wood like, or like paper like material from like the skin around their arms and coating themselves in it, like a, I guess like a chrysalis.
1: Okay, come on, you lot, it's time to, uh, what? F- Fenrir? Are you okay?
4: Fenrir's just growing. It's fine.
0: Fenrir looks guilty as I- I-, I, I didn't know it was gonna happen now. What? What?
1: what? You're going to have to give me more detail. What, what's going on? We, we We've really got to go. Come on.
4: Oh, we can't.
2: <laughs> I think Belka has probably heard this from across the room, and stuffing their things in a bag just shouts across, just carry him, Briss, honestly.
0: Yeah, I guess Belka has obviously seen this before.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, uh, uh, sure. Um, what?
2: <laughs> it's perfectly natural.
1: Okay, it's just, it's It's. It's a bit of a surprise. Any tips?
0: <laughs> Any tips for carrying someone? I think Fenrir's maybe like looking a bit upset that you're so like surprised at this.
2: Belka probably takes a a brief moment, if distracted, and obviously a bit kind of flustered, to come in and like awkwardly pat the top of Fenrir's head and be like, but it's okay. You couldn't know. Bris will carry you and stop being mean.
1: <laughs> I I I'm just i've never i've never done this before carried someone no obviously obviously i've carried somebody i've
2: well then that's settled it will be fine and normal and good and i think belka gives bris a very (laughs) he's obviously upset about (laughs) this.
1: is he any danger is it gonna hurt him to be carried are you having this conversation in front of him yes absolutely (laughs) i have absolutely no
0: tact whatsoever I think he's like starting to look more and more worried.
2: Velka is just gonna kind of coldly stare at Briss and then be like, "Does he look dangerous to
1: you?" I don't know. Is he gonna dissolve in the rain or, or like sunlight? I just carry him. Is that fine? Is that okay? Just, just carry him. That, that that's it. Is it? Just carry him. Okay. Fine. Good. Good. Excellent. Cool. <laughs> good. Great. I think
0: Tilla kind of walks in. I think they've, like, maybe finished their packing and, like, walks in with, like, a glass of water and just holds it for Femra to drink from. Cool. Okay. This is this is perfectly
1: normal. And also gives, like, a disapproving look to Briss. <laughs> why? Why? How did I end up being the babysitter?
2: I think Belka's <laughs> gonna start ignoring Briss and turn to Charlo and kind of kneel down in front of Charlo and Corin and be like, just make sure he doesn't get bashed around too much. That's what I was asking! Keep him safe and warm. Okay. Why don't you sing him a song? While you're travelling He likes that I think I've never asked Fenrir do you like it When I sing you the song?
0: I, I think like Fenrir Has like just covered Like the bottom half Of his mouth But you can still see him Like nodding inside this This like cocoon That he's knitting Oh good I think Corin like All his time Is just like
1: fascinated with it And like just sort of Like playing with it Corin have you asked If you can touch him? Corin Corin don't touch that That's rude I mean him Him I, I asked is it, I did Okay <laughs> This entire situation is great. There's another
0: knock at the door. That's five minutes. Can you just give us a second,
3: please? (laughs) This is a lot. A boy is growing in here, (laughs) (laughs) goddammit.
2: Belka is going to give what remains of Fenrir's forehead a little kiss and then pat him on the head and be like, have a nice cocoon and then go back to packing.
1: Okay. Okay, well, um, look at look at So, yeah, we're probably gonna have to go. Get your stuff together. I'll um, I'll carry him, I guess.
0: Vens, what are your plans?
1: Vens
3: is going to go after Belka and Tilla, just
1: after they've left. Oh, thank God! You no, know, <laughs> a bit behind. I think I, I think like they they're a little bit. Down the road, when Briss kind of looks up from getting the kids ready, and she just kind of rushes up to the doorway, looks out the, looks in the direction they're going, as much as to herself, just, just be careful, please. Wait, is, who is that directed to? Just in general. Briss okay. has lost too many people already. Not, not a fan of this whole situation.
0: Are you then heading to meet the caravan.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, it's probably going to take a few more minutes for the the kids to get themselves together and then yeah, heading out.
0: Are you carrying Fenrir or are you like taking one of the animals?
1: Uh I have absolutely no idea how to deal with the animals so I'm just putting him over my shoulder.
0: I imagine like Tilla on their way out, shouting like, could you, could you make sure they fed before you go? Probably to Charla more than Briss.
4: Will do! Can I, can I
0: borrow one? I think Tilla looks at Briss and goes "That that's probably a question for Briss. Uh, um
4: it would make it a lot easier. We don't walk as fast as you. And I'm going to use a bond.
0: I enjoyed that I reminded you all of bonds so like every single <laughs> moment it's like ah I'm going to use a bond.
1: All right, I'm not even going to refuse this one. I'm going to say yep. Yeah, okay. Okay, fine. We'll we'll take one of the animals. I think she, she, she's probably checked with Tilla that they're going to be okay on their own if the ones that are left.
0: Yeah. I I don't think Eulogy's far. It's like 5 or 6 hours walk. So I think Tilla is expecting to be back sometime soon, but yeah. yeah. Or at the very least, be able to send someone from eulogy to kind of care for them. Cool. So I think you all go your own separate ways. Belka and Tilla were the three soldiers, with Captain Aloma Labrensis and the two others, Civis McCule and Inclementia Quiff. Tilla maybe, like, knows them, right? Like, yeah. this has happened before, and I think once it's all settled... I don't think Tilla talks to Aloma, but I think Tilla talks to the other two soldiers. I think maybe Tilla's brought, like, some food along with them, and is kind of, like, sharing that food with those two. And then Vens, I guess you're kind of following behind.
3: Yeah, I think just tracking them, heading in the same direction that they are. Not trying to bring attention to myself.
0: And I don't think this is particularly hard. Like, I think there is a road from Tilla's house into into eulogy and i think it's like the only road from Tilla's house i don't think it's like particularly well paved or anything but like you can just kind of follow it at a, at a distance or remove and then we get a shot of charla and bris and corin and Fenrir. i imagine like charla and Fenrir on top of one of the occant and then like bris and corin kind of walking side by side uh heading back to the caravan and he- i think heading to a spot where you said you'd meet the caravan
4: Little wooden ship launched from our shores, carry us safe and dry. When the ocean wakes and the waves come high, carry us safe and dry.
0: Little,
4: Little ship wooden ship built with our hands, carry us safe and dry.
1: When the sky goes dark
4: and the deep, deep things prowl, carry us safe and
0: dry.
1: Can you please just shut up? Little, Little wooden ship carved with our names,
0: carry us safe and dry. When the winds blow hard and the rain falls down, carry us safe and dry. Little one ship blessed by the gods, carry us safe and dry. When the food runs low and our belts grow tight, carry us safe and dry. Little one ship whose sails we, we wove, carry us safe and dry. When the maps grow blank and our coasts unsure, carry us safe and dry. Little ship, you were our home, carry us safe and dry. Grant us your word for our wagons to roam under the strange new sky.